Citizens, it's Vincent Jones, aka Citizen Jones, here with another episode of Quarantine and Chill, a daily podcast where we talk to LGBTQ people from around the world, learning more about their story and how they are experiencing the coronavirus pandemic, or what I affectionately call the zombie apocalypse. So grab a drink with or without alcohol and tag a few friends on the socials to join you for this kiki. And let's quarantine and chill. You know you can't go nowhere. Hell no. Good day, James Z. Somewhere in the middle of the ocean. How are you doing today? <laughs> well, Vincent, I am super excited and nervous at everything. You are actually my first um, podcast interview. So oh, thank you for I love yeah, thank you for yeah, I get to um, pop your podcast cherry, as they say. Yes, you do. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, yes. So tell me, so where are you now in the world? Currently, right now, I'm actually in Miami, but um, this is the first time we have been like on US land in about a month and a half. Like usually, I'm in the middle of the Caribbean Sea somewhere, so it's nice to finally see civilization. Ah, so you, but you're still on the boat. You're not allowed to get off the boat? Yeah, no, we're not allowed off. So um, I've actually been at sea for um, exactly 80 days now without passengers. Wow, eight zero days without passengers. That, that's right, just in case oh my, my accent is <laughs> distorted. Oh yeah, eight zero. Oh no, that's, so, so we're going to get more into that. But before we get more into that, so I typically start off by asking people a little bit about life, where they're from. And the gay life there, but I actually want to do a little bit of a of a twist. I wanted to talk about life on a cruise ship for a crew. What is life like, and what is it like to be a gay person living on a cruise ship? Oh my God, where do I start, Vince? Wow, just <laughs> do... start there and go on. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to know kind of like what it's like, like in normal circumstances, or kind of like yes. right now yes. in quarantine? Normal, normal, normal circumstances. Okay, well, I've actually been working on cruise ships for about ten years, so I've had the opportunity to work for so many different companies, and I can tell you, every one of them is different. It has their own kind of levels of acceptance shall we say in their own rules so for me I'm a very exuberant character I'm an entertainer and um like my sexuality is kind of obvious without me having to say anything and yeah hey girls hey <laughs> and um and majority of the time people love it I mean that's the whole point of being an entertainer you use your personality you want to light up a room when you walk in so for yeah so 90 percent of like people love it but there are 10 percent who don't and it does become a struggle because you work with so many different nationalities there are over over 70 70 nationalities on board from all around the world and you know you have a huge kind of introduction to cruise life on how you should respect other people's cultures and accept everybody on board but it actually does not apply to um 
guests because you could get like a hundred positive comments from people who love your personality who will go to an event just because you are hosting it but as soon as you get that one negative fam um, comment from you know like a southern family mm. then suddenly like you have to change like suddenly like it's not acceptable to be so openly gay you know so wow like for the most yeah like it's a, yeah like it's um i would definitely still say home like uh homophobia does exist in the cruise industry it may not be so obvious mm-hmm. but for the most part like you know i love my job and i love getting on the microphone and entertaining people but I've had situations where, you know, I've been told you're doing a great job, like, you know, you're amazing, blah, blah, blah. But then one family will complain and it will always be about my sexuality. Like nothing that I have like said or done or that I've been rude. It's always um, Jane Z's too gay. Like people will say that. And I've had companies who have told me to like, yeah, I know. People, it's not always like, yeah, don't always believe Instagram. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. But um, like I've had like managers in the past who've told me I've had to like tone down and like, oh, I hate it when anybody says that because like that's like telling you to be less of yourself, you know? And yeah, yeah. And a previous company I worked for, they once told me that I had to cater towards the quiet christian family in the corner who go to church every sunday and you know wife kids wife with two kids and a dog and i said absolutely not i mean i am catering for their gay son who was too scared to come out yeah he's insane that is wrong yeah like and this is and this is where i get in trouble because um, i'm not a yes man i do not Mm -hmm. bow down Mm -hmm. and i do not tell people what they want to hear i kind of like say it how it is so that's why I've had to jump around to different cruise companies and kind of find the one that's good for me. So I'm like quite good where I am now. It's kind of um, open. They're like kind of accepting on kind of, you know, appearance Like you can have tattoos and facial hair on this cruise ship, which I've never had in any company. And I don't get into trouble as much on here. So <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it has its fun and it's bad times. It's always been amazing to me that only one cruise line that I'm aware of even sponsors Pride, a, any Pride, or like Miami Pride. So like Celebrity Cruise Line, the only one that I'm aware of that supports my, um, Miami Pride, which all of the most of the cruise ships, um, you know, go there. And it's a big part of the economy there. And a lot of gays work on the cruise industry. So you would think they would, a lot of gays travel on the cruises. So you would think that they would be um, more supportive. Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually worked for Celebrity Cruise Lines about like ten years ago. That was my first cruise company. It was a, it was good. Um, but some cruise ships, obviously, they um, sponsor the Atlantis cruises. But right. um, again, again, it. I think the cruise industry just has this impossible goal of trying to please everybody, everybody. and right. and it it's impossible because I I actually used to work for and I can remember on Pride they actually put up kind of pride flag but a guest complained about it and then they took it down <laughs> like wow. but it was, I, I, yeah and i'm just like what message is that given to people like because obviously then that's offending the lgbtq community and it's just suddenly oh we quietly accept it but it, it just but it's just never made sense to me you know it's okay sometimes but not all the time exactly so switching gears a little bit into some hot topics oh that's hot 
one thing in the U.S. that's become a political hot potato for some reason that makes no sense to me is voting by mail. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, there's a move to make uh, most of the elections um, vote by mail so that people can be able to vote without the fear of getting infected by coronavirus. Now, I would imagine as someone who's been in a cruise industry for 10 years, you probably have been on a cruise ship for many of for many elections um, back in for many elections that have taken place in London where you're from. So how does the cruise industry deal with people being able to vote when they're working on a cruise ship? Um, do you know what? Honestly, that has never been a topic in my whole 10 years of working on, on board. <laughs> so um, I'm not quite sure how American citizens um, deal with it, but I've unfortunately been away ever since, like every time the election's on in England. So I've um, not, I've not been able to vote for a good couple of years. So, so they so, so they, they, they don't provide a way for for you to vote when you're on when you're at sea. No, when you sign that contract, you are literally sucked into a different world, and <laughs> all the laws of the land are kind of gone, <laughs> and we live by our own rules on here. But yeah, um, if you're away, you just miss it. So maybe you know that would be a positive for people on here now that they'll be able to vote if um, obviously they're they're here because we wouldn't be able to otherwise. Right. And and, what I, and I don't know how vote by mail works in most of the rest of the world. I know for at least for Americans who are abroad, not in a cruise ship, they're able to vote abroad, like through the embassy. Um, and that's how they do it that way. Uh, but that's fascinating. I never that's uh, something that the cruise industry should look into is being able to find ways for people who work on cruise ships to be able to vote. They shouldn't be able they shouldn't lose their democratic right. Um, yeah, absolutely. You can- on the same theme of like democracy, um, right now, of course, in the U.S., there are lots of protests happening because of um, a killing of another black person by the police. But before that, there's been protests happening all around the world, like in Hong Kong around democracy and from Chile, Colombia, and South America around um, like student protests for, for different things. Um, I'm kind of just curious what, so I know you were in a, as cruise ship people, you're in a different world. But right now, you guys are kind of don't have passengers. I'm just curious, kind of, what's the conversation like among cruise among cruise ship crews who are from all of these places um, with what's going on in the rest of the world and their home countries? Okay. Well, currently on my ship, um, there is only about just under 300 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are kind of not. Um, everyone has their own kind of like groups here so Mm -hmm. there's not like there's not obviously like the protests like there are on land I mean I know everybody on here is just as like angry and upset and frustrated about it all um but we don't obviously have that big platform on here and I don't know anyone who I don't know anyone uh, there's not too many Americans on board either at the moment right so the conversation probably isn't as prominent as it would be in a normal situation, if you kind of um, understand what I mean. Gotcha. And then, and then what about some, from some of the other um, stuff going in, in other countries, like in Latin America or in Hong Kong or whatever else? Are people Do people talk about, even before this current moment, that people talk about 
stuff that was going on, or basically the people who like just work so much that you don't have time to even think about and talk about. <laughs> I mean, that that is also true. Yeah, we all work like 10 hours a day on a, on a normal day. But um, like I said before, because when you come on a cruise ship, you know you're going to be working with so many nationalities and, you know, you, you're told you have to be quite a open person. Like you can't have your like prejudices and can't like discriminate. So you are coming on like fully open-minded so we don't really suffer with kind of discrimination on a cruise ship because you're just working with so many different cultures you know and I, I I share a cabin on a normal circumstance and you know I've shared cabins with uh, people from like Mexico, Ukraine, Russia, like America mm-hmm. and um, you really like it is a it is like a great way to kind of be in a situation with someone else that you would never be friends with in normal circumstances yeah like I've made friendships with like people who like I never would do like in the real world (laughs) but yeah you just become so accepting of everybody on here so yeah we don't really like have to worry about that you know and that's kind of like it's kind of a nice thing about being on a cruise ship as well because everybody does kind of just get along Hey there, citizens. Can you do us a solid? Can you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform or as many as you want and give us a five-star rating? That will really help. Love you dearly. Smoochies. I have a frivolous question before we go into more about you. Uh, have you ever watched the show um, Below Deck on Bravo? No, I haven't. I've heard about this, though. Isn't this like the cruise documentary? Yeah, so it's like a, it's a reality show. They have three versions of it now. Um, it used to be where the original one was they were sailing around the Caribbean and they take private yachts. Um, and then the, the the second one was below deck Mediterranean where they would be like around the Mediterranean Sea. And they have a third version where it's on like a luxury um, sailing yacht. So like a, like a it's like a with wind sails. Um, so, so it's like three different types of experiences, but the, but it's more about the crew than it is about the guests. And one thing, one constant in every and all the shows are relationships between the crews. And so I was like, goodness <laughs> gracious, like I don't know any other profession where people are hooking up that much among with their coworkers. So does that happen a lot on, on cruise ships or is that just something for luxury sailing yachts? Well, Vince, you know that reality TV can be very exaggerated. So mm-hmm. I, I I can tell you right now that that absolutely does happen on board cruise ships. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we we could literally we could have a whole podcast episode like just based on that. So um, yes, your options are very limited on board, and you just think in a, in the real world, if you are going to you know go on a date with someone or hook up with somebody. You know, you play that whole game of, you know, I'll, I won't text back straight away. I'll give it an hour. And, um, you know, you'll meet up with someone about two or three times a week to, you know, build on a relationship. But here, you just walk down the corridor and you just knock. Right. So, right. You, yeah, so it's so much easier. Being being a week with somebody is like being like with them for like a month, sometimes even a year in the real world. So it can get very incestuous. Um and it's not uncommon for, you know, officers to have a wife in every port, if you uh, get uh, what I mean. Oh, of, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Like, 
I know. I mean, like, I, I'll never dish names or like or anything, but you know, I've had situations where I've had friends who are hooking up with married officers and they have wife and kids at home and you know um they'll have the girlfriend on board move into their single share cabin and then the wife and kids are coming to visit them for the week so the girlfriend moves out the wife and kids come have a little vacation they go home girlfriend moves back in like it happens (laughs) scandalous scandalous yeah i I know right omg So I wonder when somebody's going to be able to get a cruise ship to allow them to do the version of um, Below Deck, but on a cruise ship, that would be fascinating. Yeah, but you know what? I've been dying to like be in a cruise ship documentary. So if anybody's listening, please, <laughs> let's make it happen. So let's talk about you because I'm fascinated by you already. So what got you into the cruising, cruise industry? Oh, you know, I was a young twink, Vince, trying to find my place in this world. And there you go. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, you know what? I, um, I've always been um, an entertainer and there was not many jobs in England where you can do what I do on board. So I worked overseas in hotels. Like um, I worked in hotels in like Spain, uh, Mexico, Egypt, Cyprus, and um I like loved it, but mm-hmm. my company kind of went under oh. and then I lost my job. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, love it. I was like, kind of, you don't kind of go under, you go. Under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, they went down just like mm-hmm. Brittany in 2007. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So my company got like taken over and the new company was hiring different people. So, um, I essentially lost my job and, the only like my manager at the time suggested cruise ships to me and you know what at first when I researched it I said absolutely not like I could not go away for six months at a time and share a cabin and work every single day with like out a day off because when you say it to people it does sound like (laughs) insane like working 10 hours a day every day no day off sharing a cabin with somebody for six months and when I went on you don't get a day off no, of course you don't. <laughs> How's the ship going to run if you have a day off? <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but you kind of just get used to it. Got, I see. I see. So then so then you got into it and you loved it. And what do you do on, well, what have you done on cruise ships? Well, actually, you know, first I didn't love it. Like my second day on board, I cried in my cabin. <laughs> I was like, I made a huge mistake. I need to go home. <laughs> and I actually went online trying to look for jobs in London. Um, but you. You do need to give it a solid month. So anybody who's been working on a ship, like, because you, you're adapting to, you know, living on a cruise ship, you also have to go through an intense amount of safety training on board, as well as learn your new job right. and um, be, be shoved in this environment with all these people from around the world. So once you have a month to settle in, learn your job, then that's when I started um, um, loving it and kind of just really found my place. Um, but to answer your other question, I am an um, entertainment host and I specialize in comedy hosting. So I'm like the fun person on the ship. I do game, I host game shows, trivias, like evening entertainment. And if we have a comedy act on, like I'll be in the comedy club and get the crowd warmed up and ready for the main event. So that's what I do. I'm the one that and you want so, to have a good time um, with. So now it's been 80 days that you've been on the ship with no passengers what has that been like 
Oh my goodness, yes, an entertainer without a microphone. I feel like a, a fish without a bicycle, Vince. It's um, <laughs> a crazy situation. Um, do you know what? At first, before it was a nat, you know, before this whole corona thing got this cray cray, I actually found it really exciting because I had never been on a cruise ship ever with no passengers. And they initially told us it was only going to be for 30 days. And, you know, we were still going to get paid. And at first, it was really exciting because it was like we were on vacation. You know, we got the guests off. It was like, okay, folks, see you later. Bye. And then it was literally, yeah, 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 it was like sailing away. And it was like booze cruise, like party. (laughs) Um, We got to enjoy the amenities that guests usually enjoy so you know we got to use the pools like the jacuzzis and you know the surf simulators and we were still performing our job roles but we were doing it for crew so I would host like game shows for the crew Mm. so it was kind of it was kind of like a vacation and it was um like it was like great but it lasted for about I think it was about a week and a half and then you know, we got the information from the CDC, the uh, Central Disease Control, that it's going to be more than 30 days and that we need to go into self-isolation. So then they moved us from our cabins and they put us in self-isolation in guest cabins. Mm. And um, we initially were told it was only going to be for three days. So, you know, we were like, oh, this is cool. We get to go to a guest cabin and, you know, they'll bring food to us. And, you know, it's like it is what it is. But mm. then it it changed to four days, then it changed to five, then it changed to a week, then it changed to two weeks. So oh, we were, wow. yeah, so that's that's when your kind of mental stability, mental health started getting tested. So, um, so, so hold on. So basically, so you were stuck, so you, you could not leave your, the guest cabin first for three days and four days and five days and then ultimately two weeks. You couldn't leave the cabin itself. We could not leave the cabin ourselves. We had to, there were, there's some crew on the ship. Um, so hold on, rewinding. Um, once they, we were told this was going to go on for more than 30 days, the company then um, stopped paying us. So they gave us the choice to either go home, because at the time, you know, the airports were open and they could do that. So they offered to fly you home, but they said, if you don't feel safe going home, you can still stay on the ship if you want to. So for me personally, it was better for me to stay on. And even though I'm not earning money, I'm not spending it going home. So I was happy to stay. But Mm -hmm. then the self-isolation happened. So some crew on board were still assigned to work. So the ones that were assigned to work, they were basically um, serving us. They were bringing food to our cabins like three times a day. And were they getting paid? Um, uh, Yes, the working crew are getting paid. But yeah, it was tough. I'm not going to lie, because some of us, I wasn't in a balcony cabin, so I had no access to fresh air. Mm. So I was just stuck here amongst these four walls for 14 days. Wow, I'm just trying to imagine. I mean, I love a cruise, and but I <laughs> but, the, but the part that I love the least is being in the room, and I couldn't imagine <laughs> being stuck in a small cruise ship cabin for 80 well for two weeks not able to go out and, and not what they happen yes i know and then it's like and then especially knowing that i'm not getting paid when that's wow so yeah. 
after the two week period ended, did they find that there were cruise ship um, cruise members with coronavirus? Um, there wasn't on my ship. On some ships in my company, there were, mm-hmm. um, but my one, we um, we have been a completely healthy ship, so we've been very lucky. Uh, touch wood, um, no one has had corona. Um, so, yeah, so we've been very lucky on that front. And so then, so I want to I even go back a little bit before um, the passengers left. Because so when the passengers left, everyone knew that coronavirus, coronavirus was a thing. Um, yes. What was that like? Like, honestly, we didn't realize, like, how serious it was at the beginning. Because it was, I think, when was it? It was March, I think it was March the 1st is when you stop saying about passengers like the first week of March mm-hmm. and obviously you heard it in the news but it wasn't like I don't think it was a pandemic at that time so even guests were like annoyed of us I was working the morning they were getting off so I had to help debark everybody and yes. I had you know kind of the higher class like return cruisers who had booked a back-to-back cruise and they were like shouting at me like it was my fault saying you know, we're supposed to be staying a week, but you're kicking us off. <laughs> like, and I'm like, it's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I am not personally kicking you off. There is a virus out there killing us all. Like, so I don't even, yeah, I don't even think they realised how serious it was either. And like I said, that first week, you know, it was all normal. We were still, we we weren't social distancing or anything. We were just all acting like everything was fine. So we didn't realise how serious it was right and then when we came out out of isolation like everything changed like we were literally ripped out of paradise from that point like because now we all have to wear masks and we all have to social distance um we all have a certain time we have to go to dinner so um, the restaurant doesn't get filled up too quickly so now we're following all those rules but at the beginning it was really frustrating because we all self-isolated for two weeks. No one on the ship has it. So essentially we are in a safe bubble on this ship. There are no new people coming on. So it just is a bit redundant because no one has it. And obviously you can't contract it like just by like poor hygiene, you know, and very clean on a cruise ship anyway. So it just is like, it does seem a bit pointless, you know, with all these rules set in place. And like the one thing that I'm personally struggling with, and I know other people are, is like the gym, because the gym was open for us. And then the CDC said we had to close it. So we were all like very like frustrated with that because no one has corona. So it's just like we're right. not gonna contract some wow. water. So <laughs> and then even yeah. so, and then I know that um for a while there was issue with um cruise ships being able to the cruise ships like yours could be in Miami. But even the Americans would not be allowed to disembark. Um, and then, but that's gotten, and then of course, around the country is similar issues. But I believe, from what I understand, almost all the Americans who are on cruise ships have been able to be repatriated. But now there's an issue with um, other nationals not being able to be repatriated in large part because of the onerous restrictions put on the cruise companies for what they have to do to, to, to get them back home. Is my understanding correct? Or is it a little more to the story? Um, 
It is, and um, there is there is a lot to the story. So I um, it's a very long one. So I'll try and give you the relevant information. Okay. So yeah, you, you may have seen different things in the press. Um, a lot of crew members kind of feel like we got forgotten about and just left out here and forgotten about by the government. And to some extent, that was true. Um, because there was there was a portion in time when we could get flights home and like I said the cruise company offered for us to stay or go and at the beginning when things were good people wanted to stay then after isolation people just wanted to go home and that's when everything started closing so there was a lot of blame from crew members like you know it's the company and a company was saying no it's the CDC and then everyone was say then everyone was saying no the CDC say we can go, but it's just the cruise company that won't let us go because it costs too much money to send us home. So no one really knows what the truth is. But my company has repatriated all the crew that wanted to go. If They separated us into three groups, one, two, and three. Group one is working crew. Group two are crew that want to go home. And group three is me, people who want to stay on board. So if you, are, if you put yourself in group two, you now have been put on a ship that will get you um, home. Um, it will either sail to the country that you're from um, or it will sail, sail you to a country where you can get a flight to your country. So um, they did a, literally a huge shift around um, about a week or two ago. Um, our sh um, ship docked at our company's private island in the Bahamas. Um, it, was, it was like a huge game of crew Tetris. Like I've never seen anything like it. I, I, yeah, we had like twenty-two ships, like all around the same um, ocean area. Like I, you, I would never see anything like it in my whole life again. And these cruise ships were just parking up, like it was a cruise parking lot. You know, one ship would park up. We would get um, crew members off from, like, you know, say the Philippines, and they would get on a ship. But that ship would sail off. The new ship would park up. And then, you know, Indian crew members would get off, get on the new ship, and that ship would go away. The next one would come. Anyone from Europe would get on the ship, that would go, the next one would come. So oh. it was literally, yeah. <laughs> so it was just amazing seeing like, all of these crew get off. So I know our company was sailing a ship to the Philippines and India, and a lot of my friends are from Europe and um, England. So one ship is sailing to Southampton in the UK. Mm -hmm. And then, um, People from Europe, like Spain, Italy, I've got friends in those countries, they will get a flight from London to, to their country because um, you can't get a flight, you can't get commercial flights home from America mm -hmm. um, if you're coming off a cruise ship. It has to be a um, charter flight. Um, so that's like kind of how they're doing it. But I do have a friend um, on from Poland on the ship with me at the moment, and her choice was she had to take a boat to England and they would have to drive her 25 hours to Poland. Oh my God. <laughs> she wanted to, yeah, so she decided to stay on. Um, I have a friend from America, from Chicago, who actually got off today. And um, you're not allowed to have interaction with anyone like off the ship. So she had a bus hired just for her, 60-person bus, because it needs to be a bus with a bathroom on it. And um, she has to be um, driven all the way from Miami to Chicago. <laughs> So she's on a bus by herself. That is wow. That's a, and then and is she paying for that, or is the cruise ship is the cruise company paying for that? Oh yeah, like no, the cruise company's um pay, uh, paying for it, which is like one of the reasons I want to stay on because 
it's like so much hassle <laughs> to get home right now. And the thing is, like, I know everybody has their different reasons to want, want to go home. But when you come on a cruise ship, you sign up for a minimum of six months. Like my contract is seven months. So I'm, I was um, planning to be here till September. So the thing is, my family are safe at home. And me going home only puts myself in danger. So right. it, I, was, I was planning to stay here till September anyway. This is like a moment in history that will never, ever happen again. So I kind of want to like experience it. And, 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 and I also imagine some, I imagine some crew members probably because of that fact, because they were not planning on being home, they probably don't have an apartment to go back to. And, and if they, then they, maybe they could go with family or friends, but their family or friends may not have space for them. It's like, it's a whole set of other issues to then go back. And then if they're not getting paid um, from their job, that's a whole set of issues. Question for you. So for the people who are from countries that are providing support for people who are unemployed because of the pandemic, um, if the cruise ship is not paying them, are, are, are they getting paid by their country? No. Again, it's one of the things that sucks about working on a ship. Usually in a normal circumstance, you don't pay taxes like when you're getting paid. So that's like a bonus. But mm. obviously... In this situation, it has its pros and cons. You know, we've got everything paid for for us, but we don't get any any of the benefits from the government from our own countries. But um, thank you for recognising that um, about the apartment situation because I have so many people that think I'm crazy and they have no, they just can't comprehend like why I'm still here. But um, you like hit the nail on the head. Like my one of my goals in life was to own my own place. So mm. working on ships is a great way to save. So I don't actually have a permanent address. Every time I go home in between contracts, I literally go on spareroom.com and I find a room to rent out for two months. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like how I live. So obviously I can't do that at the moment. And I I can't go to my friends or families because after going through America and England, two very heavily infected countries. Right. There's more chance, and going on an airplane, there's more chance of me picking up the virus and passing it on. So for me, it's just the safest option to stay here. But our company actually has been a bit generous now because um, no one realized the cruise ban was going to go on for this long. So my company yeah. is now actually um, paying all crew members who are now on board, who have chosen to stay. I mean, it's a very, very small amount. It's not a normal wage. It's um, like it equates to something $13 a day. But um, so now we are getting something. So yeah. that's nice at least. Gotcha. Well, at least, you know, like cruise food is generally good. At least it's the ships that I've been on to get good cruise food. <laughs> If you're a guest, it's good cruise food. Oh, crew. oh. And, yeah. Do you have a balcony now? Any crew member do you, knows. Do you have a balcony now or do you just have a, a window? Um, I just have a window. I have a French window. So it's like a it's like the whole wall is a window. Uh, so okay. I don't have a balcony. But because we are allowed out of the rooms now, like um, that doesn't matter so much to me. At the time, it did. Like it really, really did. Mm -hmm. Like. Like I just, I, I was like gasping for air, you know, when they finally released us, I just ran outside and like fell to the floor. Oh my 
gosh. Well, so we have a segment on a podcast where um, I ask you a question, give you a scenario, and ask you what would you do. Are you ready? Okay. So ready. Let's do it. So I feel like we kind of addressed this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this one, but um, and we'll see how it goes. But if it's not a good one, I actually might ask you a different one. <laughs> okay. So you might get a, <laughs> you might get a twofer. Okay. Oh and, my god! I can give you two events. I'm very okay. generous. Okay. Thank you. You're so <laughs> kind. So sweet. In this scenario, in this scenario, you are on a cruise ship. Surprise, surprise. Um, and you have an opportunity to go home but it will require you to pay a share of a large charter flight, which is expensive. What would you do? Oh my God. I would stay here. I'm paying paying to go to like a country that could potentially kill me. You like girl, please. I would just, yeah, I just like, no, that's okay. I'll just stay here in my luxury cabin. You can pay for it yourself. But as we're, you know, so as we were talking, it's the reason why I said I might give you a different scenario is because as you were talking, it, w- it became clear to me that it's the cruise ships who are, who are still paying the cost for repatriation, even if it's uh, more expensive. Is that correct in, every, in all situations? Uh, yes. Yes. It's the cruise company that's paying for it all. So, I, yeah, I'm curious for how the company is going to survive. I mean, they did tell us our company had liquidated a lot of money in case there was, their exact words were, in case there was a nuclear war. <laughs> they had some money set aside. Uh, for, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, was, I was like, well, at least they prepared for every occasion. I mean, they had some money oh, yes. So like, it's like if you're a business, a CEO, like things you're going to prepare for, the things that would not be on my list, nuclear war, global <laughs> pandemic that shuts down the world economy you know yeah, i know it's crazy well it, clearly anything can happen citizens what would you do in this scenario we want to know go to the quarantine and chill podcast page on instagram and take part in our poll in the story or even post the response in your own story make sure to add us or to tag us and we will share it where can people find you online or on the socials if they want to say, hey, girl, hey? Um, hey, girl, hey. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at um, callmejamesy with underscores in between. Um, I do do a like kind of a vlog on my kind of life on board. So and I add like my kind of comedy aspects into it. So, yeah, if you're curious to know what's happening during cruise quarantine, yeah, then follow me. You can check it out. I love it. And my last question for you, um, what is one thing you know now that you would tell your pre-pandemic self? Oh, my God. My pre-pandemic twink self. What would I tell me? (laughs) Um, Do you know what? Um, I was actually thinking about this. And I think there's like so much pressure um, in this situation for people to constantly be busy and doing something and working towards the future. And um, I was speaking to a very good friend of mine today who's like so worried. And the thing is, nobody knows what is going to happen. So I would tell my pre-self and anyone else that sometimes it is okay to just relax and breathe and do nothing. Like, you know, I try and keep myself busy on here, but some days I do just sit down and watch Netflix and you can't, no one knows what will happen after this. And I I found out no matter what job you're in, 
money will always be an issue. You know, no matter how much you earn, right. you're always going to want more money. Exactly. So always we'll a need never... for something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, we'll never have well, a chance well, where mm-hmm. we can sit down and just do nothing. So, you know, just enjoy the time you have to kind of breathe and don't just pressure yourself to constantly have a goal set every single day. Right, right. Actually, actually I have one more question for you. Given that <laughs> um, yesterday was the beginning of Pride Month, um, what, um, how are the, the, the queers on the, on the ship or on the, who are still on the ships going to celebrate Pride? Have you guys talked about that? Um, oh, my God, Vince, let me tell you. That subject, it is more empty than my paycheck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, do you know what? Thinking about it, I am the only one like out of three hundred crew members. Oh no! I think I don't much. think I have met another gay person on here. It's, uh, like thinking about it now, yeah, that's so bad. I mean, if there are, they're they're definitely hiding. You got to put out a uh, put out an APB. Queers, where are you? Queers, where are you? Yeah. Or or go yeah. on the apps. Are there any queers in this boat? On yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I put I put my speedos on and situate myself like right in the middle of the pool deck and put my baby oil on. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm here. Come and get it. One at a time. We're all together. Yeah, no one, no one. To you, thank you for sharing your story with the quarantine show audience. Um, oh no, Vince! Thank you for um, inviting me on today. You have given my life meaning and purpose, and for that, I am forever grateful. Oh, <laughs> so kind! Well, until tomorrow, folks. This is Vincent with Quarantine and Chill. Be safe. Gracias, toda oba, ni, obrigado. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quarantine and Chill, a creation of yours truly, Vincent Jones and Citizen Jones Travel. Much love to the amazing Ben Salk who produces, edits, and makes all the music for the podcast. If you love this episode, please like and leave positive comments on the podcast platform of your choice. You have no idea how much that helps us. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can learn more about today's guests and get any resources mentioned in the conversation, as well as connect with other citizens in the quarantine and chill community. Until tomorrow, this is Vincent Jones reminding you to wash your hands. Chill. Chill.